Discover the Dakota Lithium difference. Dakota Lithium is the leading manufacturer in lithium iron phosphate batteries for boating, RVs, golf carts, and electronics, all backed up by our legendary 11-year warranty. Here at Dakota Lithium, we take pride in manufacturing batteries to help you go further, last longer, and play harder. From the woods to the water, our goal is to help you live a life without limits, no matter where your passions may take you. Join the lithium revolution now. Use the code WAYPOINT3 for 10% off your next purchase at dakotalithium.com. Next Saturday, Christmas comes early. Welcome to this incredible scene. Bills. To the end zone. Chargers. It's a touchdown. An exclusive NFL game. That's fantastic. Live in primetime. Wow. Only on Peacock. With a Christmas gift to their fans. They're having some fun now. Bills versus Chargers. Next Saturday, 730 Eastern. Exclusively on Peacock. Oh, what's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Aggressively Average Angler podcast for episode 40 we just figured out. You guys, we've been doing this show for 40 episodes, and this is like our second show. So realistically, that's what? A thousand dog years, I think. Correct, Paul? It's been a long time a long time on the interwebs. Uh, we've got a really fun topic for you guys tonight. We're really excited about this because it, it was one of the things that, you know, when talked about through Instagram posts, and videos and things like that that we were putting out during iCast. This was one of the the most divisive, I would say, <laughs> that came up. This and copycast. So we, we've done back-to-back of the most hot topics from iCast. Uh, today we're talking about technology. And I can't wait to see what you guys are thinking about this. But we're going to have an expert on the show, right? So this is going to be a lot of fun. We got Jose Cinco, also known as Bait and Bougie, uh, over on all his channels. Instagram, TikTok. Go check him out on YouTube as well. He's got a channel. Um and Jose works for Cascade, so he knows his stuff. He's not just some guy that's like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, he's involved in all of this. So I'm really excited to get his insight on this. Jose, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We are excited because I want to know, like, when AI takes over our fishing <laughs> reels and, like, does some really weird stuff for us. Maybe catches fish, uh, I believe. An expandable net just like shoots out and just grabs. We don't I need think that's what everyone's saying. That's what everyone's saying. Like, you're just going to sit there and press a button and catch a fish and you know, everything's ruined. You know, the whole world is just ruined. <laughs> yeah. Is that, ruin, is that ruinous? Because if it turns into Pokemon where I just take the little ball out and I huck it when I rest I'm the on fish, board. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I am supremely on board. Uh, I, I, I'm excited for technology with fishing. I have no problems with technology. I know a lot of people do, and maybe some folks in chat do, and we're open to hearing it from y'all. So I think this would be a, a good episode for us, us all to chit-chat about this, this fun topic. So before we kick it off, though, I got some updates for you guys. Check this out. Knucklehead Bass Series. Yes, still happening. There's four, five days left in July. Yeah, so this is five our... days left. We got through the weekend. Yeah, third to last month. There are still prizes on the line. There is still a chance to join one of our teams. There's two two teams here, right? So you got Team Stark, Team Flanders is Paul. And uh, by joining one of those teams, if you rank in the top five, really, because people are choosing teams, you have a chance to be on one of our teams to go fish with us in Alabama for this really fun tournament. There is $10,000 on the line you guys to the winning team uh this is legit so right now the standings <laughs> team flanders we got 
Chris Rocca in number one spot still right now at 88.25 inches for his total. We got Jermaine Simpson's following it up, 81.5. Paul Worley at 79.5 is in third. So that's Team Flanders. Team Stark. Steven Scott stepping in. He's not even on my team. No. <laughs> he must have registered to my team, too, because uh, he chose to go with your team. He put up a 94, bro. <laughs> 94. <laughs> so we got 94 from him. And then there's actually a tie. I didn't think it was possible. There's a tie right now. 88.25 inches between uh, Jamar Carroll and Chris Rocca for second and third. Bro. So we, we got a hot streak going on, you guys. Top three is heating up. Five days left. There's one weekend involved in this left. So there's a good Everyone shot. on Team Flanders. I'm going Every- okay. to give you guys some tips. I know that a lot of you uh, are in the South. the hook. <laughs> and a couple of you are in Michigan. If you're in Michigan, for the love of God, throw a walking bait. Or a buzz bait, I can promise you, you will catch fish. So I will give you those two tips. If you're in the South, it's frogging season. I have yeah. it on very good authority that it's frogging and big worm season. So please throw a big worm on a Texas rig or please throw a frog. Those are, uh, I'm out. I'm stepping away from the microphone. Team if you're Stark. on Steam Stark, take a nap. <laughs> have yourself a joyous weekend. Go take see a movie. L, you guys. Go see Let's... Oppenheimer. Don't be here. You don't need go see. Good. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't you want a real feel good movie, you guys? Go see the Barbie movie. Get out of here, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> Get out of here. I'm going to go take my girls. You guys wait. Uh, but all right. So, Team Stark do the same thing, obviously. Uh, and the frogs have been, dude, the frogs have been great. Even on my lake, my lake is a tiny lake. We call it Dink Lake. And I've been smacking them on full size frogs. Like uh, on the big Gabo, we got a, a frog over by Paul's house. A uh, couple good catches on that, too. So, I mean, get, out, get after it, you guys. Um, other than that, we do have Schmiveaway tonight from Monster Bass. $25 gift card is on the line. End of the show, we'll be doing that as we do Slow Rolling Thunder, as always. Uh, so, I think that'll be fun. And last thing I'll say is this. We just dropped a BFS video. So, Bait Finesse System. We did a showcase with bait finesse empire all the guys from bait finesse empire like the guy that runs the company amir uh we had raw fishing we had the hunter fisher on there paul interviewed them and he went around and got like the inside scoop you'll even see tactical bassin in the background of the cash in section yeah, just because will. they were sitting at a table writing deals uh but yeah we went around like cash in we got uh the arc reel is in there the new cast king kestrel right which jose like oh, he he gave us the whole spiel on right on the on the water day. We had no idea this thing was coming, and Jose took us through it. So that was really cool. But yeah, do us a favor, go check that out, smash that like, share that around if you would. Really appreciate you, nerds. All right, I'm done. That was a long spiel. Your turn. My spiel <laughs> do, is very short. So we are at Q of the D. So now this is the part where <laughs> everyone gets to join, and it's not just the Jeff show. So we are best. This is going to be your opinion. Best worst movie of all time. So like Sharknado would fall into like best worst movie, <laughs> right? That type of yeah. like a trash film, but it's mm-hmm. quality. Like you can't not watch it. It's great because it's so bad would be that's the category mm-hmm. that we're talking about. I stumbled across one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody mentioned it uh, at work. Escanaba in, in the, the moonlight. moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> If you're from the upper, if you're from Michigan, you know about this. It's about people from yep. the UP, and it's a hilarious comedy. 
and there are insane dream sequences. Uh, there's fart jokes. There are uh, there's old man jokes. There's all it's kinds trippy. of um, speculative things happening in that movie. It's absolute trash. I'm pretty it's, sure. What is it? Jeff Daniels. You have Jeff to Daniels. see it. Though. Yeah. You should see it. It's an experience. And if you want to know what it's like to live in the UP, it's not far off. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> insane drug induced uh, dream, <laughs> dream sequences, sequences included. Yeah. It's very uh-huh. much so. Primo Upper Midwest. Great choice, Jose. What's yours? Oh, it have to be the original Fast and Furious. That's so, that's I thought about so bringing true. up Fast and Furious. That because... is such a horrible series in general, but I love that movie so much. Like, I think it was senior year that that came out, and yep. I was just yes. freaking infatuated with it. You need know? a GTO now. Like, oh. I need all. I need all the neon lights from yep. freaking AutoZone. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, it was just such a cultural movement, yeah. but like when now when I look at it, I just laugh because it's so stupid. It had a yeah. chokehold on like 2005 or whatever that was when that came out. 2001. Uh, oh, right, 99. Oh, 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. 2000. Yes. 2000, 2000 yeah, the first one. Second one was 02. The third one was like sometime with like 2007 or something. But Unreal. like, real. Then they ripped them out. But like, yeah. that is <laughs> my wife and I's like favorite series of all time because it's so over the top. It's so enjoyable. So I won't go that route. What I will go is I will say almost anything Nicolas Cage is in falls oh, into yeah. this category. Let's but go. my absolute favorites. Uh, if you say face off, I will rip your face off. My absolute two favorites are face off and Con Air. <laughs> These Con are Air. I knew you were going to say Con Air. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. As soon as you said that, I was like, well, I have to add that in. Uh, but, <laughs> Face off, my favorite, face my favorite part at the end off. when he hits him with the harpoon and he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, he's cutting his actual fake yeah. face off with like every a, time with you a look piece in the of mirror, glass or metal or whatever. Oh my Dude, God. It was, it was on. So when There's we were at scene. ICAST, go ahead. There's a scene in that movie where he very quickly, like the door opens and closes. And if you yeah. pause at just the right moment, there's a reflection in the door and you can see his bloody face with no face on it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, I remember that. It's like a little mirror, but yeah. So uh, when we were at ICAST, like whenever we're at hotels doing things, right, filming, doing content, whatever, and I had a work trip right after this. So Paul and I ended up watching like Die Hard 3. (laughs) We watched, uh, what was like? Fast and uh, Furious was one of them. Fast and Furious 7. And we (laughs) were joking about That one's weird with Paul Walker because like he died filming that video, R.I.P., uh and it's like his brother standing in for him half the time with a cgi face and it's really noticeable (laughs) so that was pretty rough uh and then i went on my work trip and on my work trip face off was on so like we watched face off the first night i got there and i was like okay perfect i love like worst movies ever i'll call it a podcast uh if you guys want to check this out how did this get made uh it's with paul Shear. like it's phenomenal but they only do videos that are so bad that they're good. Like that's the whole podcast. And then you can watch them and like, listen, it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into technology. Let's get out of cinematography. <laughs> so we got onto this whole, the whole thing started. I didn't like mm-hmm. the whole thing started with the iReal. So we, it was on the new product showcase. So we knew that it existed from the description. I had no idea what we were stepping into. So I had a, I had a thought, right? I thought I knew what we were looking at. We were like, well, we have to go see it. So then we saw Jose and his team, the casting team on, on the water day, which I did not expect to see you guys there. I expected to see you guys indoors on mm-hmm. for what us Wednesday. Right. Uh, but we saw you on the water and we we're like, Oh, we'll sidestep in here. And that's when I saw actually the Kestrel 
elite rod, the ultralight rod. And I was like, wait a minute. And that, that already, you guys caught me on the right foot. You guys go watch yep. the video. You can see the details of that rod. It's amazing. But anyways, we'll, we'll bypass that for now. So I was already, I was already in. And then I see the sunglasses and we're like, all right, we're doing the whole thing. And then Jose was kind enough to take us back to the water and let us try out the whole system. And what honest, and I'll be honest, what totally changed it for me was when you were walking us through, it actually wasn't the tech stuff. That's actually not what like kind of brought me in. When I saw, I'm gonna call it the DC feature because that's what everyone will know it as, but it's your frequency IFC. control, which is like yeah. your version of a digital chip control. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I did not, we did not even, based on the description, I didn't think that was gonna be part of the reel. I thought that was not in existence. And when I found out it was, I was like, well, we're gonna try it. And it worked really well. And I love right. the concept. I would love you to explain the concept of your, we're going to call it digital chip control, but your IFC versus what people are traditionally known as the Shimano, we'll call it the DC. What's what's different about yours? Can you explain that? Because this is where I was like, this was like, to me, very innovative. Well, what everyone thinks it really is, is just the DC altogether. You know, right. like, even the analytics and not to get all, well, I know we'll get into that, but everyone thinks that all this is, is just another DC. And they don't, uh, there isn't much, I guess there is some information, but it, it's kind of hard to decipher. So what makes the IFC or intelligent frequency control different from Shimano's uh, digital control braking system is theirs is a linear braking system. I mean, it's just, it, it measures at one time, one frequency, and that's it. Well, like speed. Our so it's saying like, here's the speed of the cast at some point, and then the it, it applies a certain amount of control based on that one reading. Yes. So it's one time. And with the difference with ours is ours is up to, I mean, if you got technical, up to 600 hertz. So it varies. It goes up to 600 times a second that microprocessor is scanning the spool speed, right? So it's applying pressure. The pressure is always the same. What yeah. changes is the duration. So the millisecond uh, micro adjustments that that processor is making to the uh, system. That's just as it measures it, and then it applies that duration is what is what is the variable on the braking system. And Jeff, gotcha. so Jeff and I got to we actually straight up tested this. You guys will see yeah, the actual video of that on we switch Wednesday next Wednesday or is it Monday? Monday. Uh, Monday. You guys will see that video. I added it last night. Either Friday or Monday. I can't decide which. We'll see. <laughs> Soon. Uh, and you guys will see us testing this. But when we were on yeah. the water, I was like screaming at Jeff. I was like, hey, delete everything. Take everything off. Like the brakes off, the controller Oh, yeah, turn it all off. down. Let's bomb this thing. We yeah. were actually in the wind. You will know because the audio sucks. Uh, it's Well, it's not terrible. Oh, we but it's not great storm. because of the wind. Because there was a storm rolling in right when we were trying to do the testing. Yeah. Uh, which was actually great. Dunked us. <laughs> it <laughs> like, did. Yeah. Um, and Jeff actually has a DC, so Jeff has a lot of experience with the Shimano DC technology, yeah, and then we got to mess around with this one. So, Jeff, what were your thoughts after casting it uh, when you had it in hand? Yeah, I mean, it it definitely, and Jose will talk about this too. Like, it's a little a little different just because you can't get as low profile because you guys have all those chips in there. There's a lot of a lot of brain up in this reel to like really condense the cranium of it all. Uh, but we we definitely made it work, right? I mean, it felt decent uh, in hand. The casting was interesting, right? Because it took a lot. I did I did nest it once, but it took mm -hmm. a lot for me to do that into the wind with that chatterbait. I think we were throwing three eight ounce chatterbait. Yeah, I think I it was a pretty good sounds. On a yeah. frog and rod. I just edited it. 
on a frog, on a frog, like wrong rod, everything. We're just like, whatever, let's go for it. But I was at like ripping cast, just bombing it out there. And then one of your anglers, I think, uh, one of the casting anglers was like just next to us. Uh, and it counts like how many casts you have. And I remember thinking like, oh man, our audio is going to be trash. But at the same time I was listening and it was like 97th cast. Like he did not nest a single time, just boom, 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 right into the wind with, uh, I think he had like a heavy popper on there. So yeah, overall, like feel though to the DC is, um, I can't, I can't remember if it, everybody's gonna be like, does it make the zing sound? I don't think it does. Like I, I was oh. like, I was trying to think back and I was like, I don't think it did. So it's pretty smooth. It's definitely not annoying at all. Like it doesn't give you that zing. However, you definitely felt in control. Like I didn't feel like I was going to overcast, undercast. I was getting mad distance on a three eight ounce in the wind. So I was like, okay, like this is easy. You're getting so, forty yards, thirty eight to forty yards. I just edited yeah. it literally last night. When I <laughs> well, cast why are you it, asking me? I'm, I'm going off. I'm memory. listening like, to the readout in my head. <laughs> so when I was casting it. I have minimal experience with the DC because I do not own a chip control. Now I've used Jeff Jeff's quite a few times, so I do I have a good understanding of how it's supposed to feel. When I did it, I was interested to see how it worked in the wind with little mm. to no braking or mag applied, right? Like so, the worst case scenario, terribly tuned, <laughs> uh, set reel. I hooked it out and I watched it, and I was just watching the spool. I didn't care about where the cast went, and it was nuts because I know if I had one of my reels, especially with like quality bearings and everything that that thing would have kept going it spun half a rotation over and then it clicked back that was it hucked it out spun one rotation done nothing else and that to me was like that's exactly what i would want and i never i did not nest it and i had the brakes off so i was really impressed by it i like the idea that it's an improvement on an existing technology so that was that's actually kind of gonna be the theme as we go because i want to hit the other, the other actually was my favorite innovation, which was the line guide. And this, you guys will see this on the video. I highly recommend, I can't stress enough. Go watch another video because you can actually see it do it or better yet, go to Casking's website because then you can see it in action. But Jose, can you walk us through your guys' innovative line guide that you have uh, on the iReel? Yeah, so the, it's, uh, it's called our Axis I line guide. And again, like you guys said, Shimano has their DC. We improved our version of it on that. Same thing, why is Daiwa the only one that has any type of line guide change or, or, or a variant that does this? Uh, their T-Wing system. So instead of with theirs, how it kind of folds down. I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. Eh, maybe, maybe not. But it opens right there to the open position. And it snaps It's like forward. an oval. Yes. It's, uh, so it goes from... It's, set, uh, it's three millimeters when it's in the closed position, and it has two points of contact. So a top, uh, or a front, and back. And so when the line guide is going on it, it gets it super, super even. I mean, you guys, I was showing people it the next day with the same setup that you guys were using out in the water, and I said, look, look how tight and even that is. It looks like it was machine spooled. And so when it opens, it goes to a 17.6 millimeters with no lines in it. So it's literally just like that. Yeah. The T-Wing system, it's kind of, without making like a weird heart action. It's like a triangle. As a heart. It's like a triangle, but it's got those deep grooves yeah. there on the bottom. So line can still potentially get in there, get frayed, get caught. As it it's also flies down, up. If you've got it pointed up. down, it can come up into the, into the higher portion. That is the open part. Because all yes. it's doing is going up and down. Yes. So we, so, I mean, we, 
we improved our own version of it. We didn't take any of their technology. We, you know, we didn't, it's not like the same thing with IFC and the line guide. It's not like it's something where all, all they did was change one thing and call, no, we just took it and completely made it our own. And uh, that's what we really try to do with this reel is showcasing what casking, what we are uh, able to do and what we want to bring into the uh, fishing industry. That was, those are my two favorite parts of the reel. I'll be, I'll be honest. I enjoy the tech part that we'll talk about and we're supposed to talk about, but the mm. concept is saying like somebody made something awesome. We're going to make our version of it. I loved your guys' version of it. I just like the fact you guys did it because no one else is doing it. So those are my I, two favorite things. I think Jeff? that's where a lot of people get hung up, right? Like a lot of people would just, they, they're looking at the data output and even with the data output, the thing that like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jose, that blew my mind for you was the amount of data that it was giving you and everybody got hung up and like, I don't care how fast I guess. Like, I was like, that's one thing that was like the parlor tri trick of iCast essentially is go down bomb cast. You know, everybody's trying to see how fast they can cast it out there, but it's giving you so much more information than that. Right. So I think you had mentioned, does it not, is it not like GPS location, like weather time? Oh, absolutely. It shows yeah. you as soon as you open up the app and connect and make sure everything's connected to the thing. And that was a big thing why we wanted to do that on the water. Like you guys, right. I mean, anyone, anyone, everyone was a skeptic of it, but you guys, sure. you know, and you guys are truthful. You guys aren't hung up or sponsored in a oh. certain way. You guys came out and used it and watched the tech work firsthand. There wasn't any connectivity issues. There wasn't any count issues. It was literally me standing there watching you guys just mm -hmm. bomb cast it, trying your hardest. And um, yeah, so it has initially when you start the app, it has, it gives you your weather conditions and it gives your GPS location. So once you hit fish now, you can start uh, cast oh, and make sure it's connected. And then the next screen, it has number of casts, casting distance, casting speed, uh, post line out count. So the algorithm understands when the bait hits the water and how much it drops. Again, we don't calculate yeah. that as depth because depth is a uh, vertical measurement versus the bait's kind of like on a pendulum swinging back to you. Right. That's why we don't call it depth. So we call it post cast line out, total line out, number of casts uh and all of that and so just think about it how does that even matter so when we're fishing at one spot uh and we can go back and look hey at eight o'clock yesterday 8 a.m we were just absolutely smashing them in the mouth what were we doing okay this was the weather conditions this is where we were at we were making we that's where we made 150 200 casts and all of them seemed to be about 20 yards and the retrieval was under half a mile an hour so we were just casting it out x amount of uh x money yards and is slow rolling it back and so you're able to figure out exactly down to exactly to your retrieval speed on what pattern or what did those fish want what type of presentation did they want at that time yeah and i i think the big thing from this too is that we we came into it actually with more of a, a negative mindset because we did review this we had a, a precast iCast show <laughs> and uh all i did i think there was two there was like two websites that had a list and the list wasn't even complete but it was like hey here's all the new stuff coming out iCast 2023 and we're scrolling through i don't even know this reel was a thing and we got down to it and i was like hang on like what is this reel that's super shiny and then we looked at it and i was like and we literally you can watch the footage man we're like who who wants this like what is this because all i was thinking was that initial data I didn't see the IFC one. I think uh, the, at least the description didn't describe it. 
So I was like, okay, like what is this three hundred to you know three ninety nine real doing? This like, was the other one, the AMD one that was original. And that so. one's two ninety nine, three hundred, two ninety nine, yeah. and three forty nine is the IFC, right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, we actually came in with it. We're like, okay, like, okay, what's this thing gonna be? And you know, we saw the Kestrel, we saw the glasses laid out. Which, by the way, I mean, we should talk about uh, bone conducting audio. What the? F <laughs> that was no, the weirdest thing for me. It's, uh, it's that was a mistake on my part. It's not con bone conducting. It's actually okay. directional. It's actually directional speakers. Tiny directional Where? speakers with the port that's on the inside. It, it's so it's like pointing back i would assume to your yes. ears yeah it's pointing back towards your ears what? where only you can hear it because you know no one else could hear what was going on but uh yeah so when you have your calls that's how it's able to do noise canceling and all that too that it was sense. it was ultra clear and also thank you for my future comments who will be like these are bone conducting i can't <laughs> wait to read those smash a heart and then ignore let's them let's be honest though <laughs> every time you make a small mistake you get 75 comments of people who want to like wait. uh Corey, your, correct you. And then your I'm like, TikTok. The TikTok this, Thank this you, week. Everyone. We posted a video. Well, Paul posted a video that he did on Lake St. Clair. He was, he was using the ultralight rod that we just made, and uh, which will be coming soon. We didn't even get a chance to talk. We should probably talk about that next podcast. But it's done. Like it, it's We're good with it. We're in the final preparations, right? So uh, Paul does a video with it. He catches a giant, what we call a sheep's head, a freshwater drum. So he says, I got a massive sheep's head on here. And all the comments, instead of being like, tell me about this rod, like what's the price point? It was all, that's not a sheep's head. That's a, that's a, that's drum. a drum. <laughs> Which, and so it's there, funny. It's so this, I had, if you look it up, yeah. both terms are right next to each other. It says freshwater drum or sheep's head. Like it's legit. But then also saltwater guys going, that's not a sheep's head because they're used to the black and white striped ones that look like a zebra, have the, the crazy fins and have human teeth. This ain't that. This is different. But it's so that was fine. Yeah. That, welcome. Again, welcome to people on the Internet. My um, most minor mistake. Oh, <laughs> so and it was we were right was the funny part. Yeah, well, so we get a we get a lot. So to that point, good transition. So we got a lot mm -hmm. of comments on the iReal reel, the Instagram reel or TikTok or whatever that I posted. So I I went back through the comments and I looked. So we got some the mm -hmm. the boos or naysays where don't need this, can't use the data. Uh don't want tech this is probably the biggest one. Don't want technology, I just want to yep. fish. Uh how will this help me catch fish, which I thought was the most comical one in the entire world. Um uh, uh oh, they're technically not the first to do this because there's the TWS, there's the DC. Then, I've, then there was the Factoring Limit Breaker, which I had not that. heard of the Limit Breaker. It's an $850 Daiwa product that does that. <laughs> no. it's, that not, it's not coming to the United States. Uh, yeah. So that's Daiwa. Right. But you guys saw, you guys were there when Daiwa was like right there, pounding us the entire time. They sure you know, so <laughs> so sure anyone were. that says, oh, well, it's casking. So Kamano and Daiwa, they don't give two craps about casking. Well, I they were it. there. And you guys saw them. They were they were there. So the hawking. <laughs> the IMZ came out. We were already developing this reel. All right. Because a lot of people said, Oh, we're just copying the DC. Or we're just copying the IMZ. No, we were, I mean, obviously, just the algorithm alone was over a year just in development. Mm -hmm. Um, but the IMZ came out and it's not, it's not even out yet, and it's not even coming to the United States. And I don't know. I, I, nobody knows. I mean, I guess people on the internet know because they know everything. Dialogue they know every knows. intricate detail of everything that the IMZ does. I know it does a lot of similar stuff, but it doesn't. There's a lot that it doesn't have, and now it's just yeah. what I figured out from 
talking with Daiwa Japan, the, the actual engineers and the marketing guys that were talking to me uh, at ICAST. So I know that there's a lot that ours does that theirs doesn't do. And theirs isn't necessarily a digital breaking from what I understand. I, I don't know, but it's 850 bucks minimum. Yeah, I, was like, I think it was like, oh, it was supposed to be 900, something like that. I've seen it 900. I think it's 850, but regardless, it's, it's insane. And yeah, I, I mean, think, uh, it, I got yeah. it at 950 on japantackle.com and it has a light, like a Tesla, like a little wraparound light. It's it's pretty absurd. Also, when you said Limit Breaker or when it was written on the sheet, I hadn't heard of this reel, and I was like, that's surely like an anime finishing move. That's <laughs> not, that's certainly not a reel. <laughs> that's funny. Limit Breaker. That's I like mean, Dragon Ball Z. Whatever. <laughs> I, and so, canon. to me, so, and then there, but there were some highlights, right? There were a lot yep. of highlights. So a lot of people like innovative, love the idea. Love the idea of next-gen technology. A lot of people just said it looks fun, which is always a good thing. A lot of people really like the DC concept. So I had a lot of people that were like, it's kind of cool to see uh, another DC. I'm just going to keep calling it that because it's convenient. Um, and then I, this was interesting. I think most people totally missed the line guide entirely. If I get a chance, I'm probably going to make a video on that. I just have to find the right footage that I can do for vertical for phone. So I, I'm going to find that and I want to do a video on it. Um, because that was actually my favorite part of the reel. Um, but when I went through and watched everything, I was interested because uh, there are a lot of people who will just say, uh, it's stolen, I don't want this, and I don't need this. And this sounds so much to me, and I'm gonna transition here away from the iReel, um, this sounds so much like LiveScope. Yeah, like exactly. Like, it's unbelievable how, go ahead, Jeff. Just real quick, I wanna throw it out there because I, I was, putting together the thumbnail and title for this video, which Paul edited. And I always like to come in and ruin everything that he makes. So oh, I jump I jump in and I'm researching the title for the YouTube video. And uh, when I typed in, will technology ruin fishing? The first thing that comes up is forward facing sonar. Yeah. Like tons and, yeah. of videos on that. So for those who aren't familiar, because some people just don't care or don't know, and I just want to make sure everyone's up to speed. Uh, forward facing sonar, uh, there are a couple of different brands of it. There's different versions of it, but it's basically sonar that you shoot out in front of your, you know, your transducer shoots out forward instead of down or to the side. And then a lot of like live scope gives you a live view or 360 mega whatever it gives you a live view of what's going on so you can actually like maybe someone who's ice fishing you can actually see when someone when a fish makes a take you can see when your lure is going to hit the bottom you can see it moving there's about a quarter second delay maybe a half second delay that's about it it's pretty much live it's really cool um this is for a lot of people cheating a lot of people say that's cheating it's too much information a lot of people say, well, you need that to catch a fish. You must really suck at fishing uh, a lot, and, and so on and so forth. And that, I, I'll i be honest, I'll, I'll be, Jeff and I do this a lot of times. And this yeah. is maybe why I end up being the bad guy all the time. And I have to be told to be nice. I, I'm fine playing <laughs> devil's advocate. So I will sit in this seat and I will play devil's advocate a lot of times, including right now. I can understand that person's perspective. I really can. Like when someone's like, you paid $7,000 to have that on your boat to help you catch fish. I'm in my tin boat. I catch fish. I don't have any of that. I'm better than you and you are not good. Like I okay, I'll be I'll be totally transparent. I totally respect that opinion. I understand that opinion, but let's maybe talk about that a little bit cuz I don't think that's the only opinion. Hard disagree. Mm -hmm. That's Definitely. my point. Self awesome. Say more. So Jose, uh, you go. It's oh. your, it's your, I'll jump in. I'll add notes, but you go. 
so I, I was a I was a live scope hater initially too, and then I saw it, and then I saw how much we're learning about fish behavior, and the things that we thought we saw, or you know, oh yeah, let's just say a jerk bait. I I use this jerk bait on suspended fish, but when you do live scope, it's like, is it really suspended, or do, does you do you see it come up and then hit it? Yeah, it might be up top, higher than normal, or not in front of its face, but see it you hit it up on top. When you see fish scatter. Okay, you understand when you go into a cove and you see fish scatter. Well, those big fish that scatter, that's not bass. Bass hold their ground. Yeah, they know that you're already there. So obviously you're not going to cast at that one that's 20 feet out. You might cast at that bigger one that's uh, 50 feet out. But if they scatter, then they're probably either grass carp, maybe a large catfish. But they're not larger bass. And so there's a, just a lot of different characteristics. And you see the way the fish react and, and what they do that we're learning so much. And, you know, for anyone that says it's stupid, uh, nobody can, you, you know, you can't do that without live scope or, or this, this and that. You, it's just a tool, right? Look at the Bassmaster Classic. You've got over 100 anglers and they all have six-figure boats. They all have $120,000, $130,000 boats. But there's only one yeah. winner. Mm -hmm. And half, the, half of the field does horribly. So when people say, oh, if you just spend this money, then you're, you can do it. You can't because for every one, you know, let's just say, I don't know him personally, so I, you know, blame me in the comments, but Josh Jones, right? For every one Josh Jones, there's 5,000 yeah. other live scope anglers behind him that can't catch a double digit. Mm -hmm. So when they say and they give all this hate, it's like, I, I, I see it. I see it. But uh, I totally disagree with it because if, if you're so against technology, then you should be out there with a 10 car rod. In the stream and call I better it. not see you with anything. You better exactly. have a smartphone. Yeah. You better have a Nokia brick, the same one that you got in '98 with prepaid minutes. I don't want to see anything else. Are you but, like Google Maps? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like so, old school now. That's considered like that's considered. Do you remember printing out behavior? That's not. But that did you is print like, out your map quest? Because yeah, I definitely I remember that looking a, at that. That Ugh. is an ever updating mega satellite data network that you're accessing on a minute to minute basis like that's, that's what that the, is and that's and the I, thing you know like like so my thoughts on this for sure i i hard disagree with people who are saying like no to technology my thought is just zoom out from fishing like i feel like everybody's too narrowed in on fishing they think that adding the technology is going to take them out of nature like you're still outside like you're still doing all the same things uh, in my opinion, with forward-facing sonar, I'm having more fun because I'm getting to the the thing I want to do much faster, and I'm learning a lot along the way. I, I hear, I will hear absolutely anybody's opinion on anything. I, I get that they have a thought on that. Uh, that's where they're coming from. Okay, totally appreciate where you're coming from. My thought is, where do you use technology elsewhere in your life? And Jose, you brought this up when we were on the water. The good, a great point about this was the iPhone. Like how expensive were the first iPhones that were absolute trash, trash. utter garbage? Like they yeah. barely were. Remember the Palm Pilot Three? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's go back even further. Palm Pilots, your Blackberries, <laughs> your Sidekicks. Like these are all technological advancements that a lot of people paid a huge amount out of pocket for, and they weren't even great. So, like, you, the way I look at technology is that it's. I mean, it's not going, let's be real, you guys. It's not going anywhere but up. It's only going to be more and more involved with your lives, no matter what. So you got to find your peace with that. That said, however involved in technology you want to be, that's totally your opinion. I, and like, do you. That's what we always say on the show. Like, just do you. 
don't hate on other people for trying things. For me personally, the way the industry is going, I think this is a good thing. Like I see this as a good thing. Technology has to get involved more. I'm not surprised that we have it now. I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, and for those of you who are wondering, can you run this reel without charging it with your USB-C? Jose, can you still fish without Absolutely. a charge? So even if the if the battery is completely dead, I mean, it doesn't take long to charge, and it lasts the battery will last roughly thirty days. Uh, but the breaking side of it, that regens, like similar to the DC, so that regens mm -hmm. itself, and that will work just fine. But you know, we also talked about so competition breeds a superior product. Yep. Shimano has had their DC technology for twenty years, roughly something like that. The patents and all their stuff. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure, but uh, Daiwa's had the T-wing design for a long time, and you see a lot of uh, these reels that come out. They're really not. I don't want to, you know, say names, but you guys saw them at the iCast. We were like, "That's cool." So what? You know, like, or what makes mm -hmm. that so 100%. special? Hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. Like, how many reels are just the same reel with a different day caster and like a ten dollar price? The same, like a Chinese, under, Chinese frame, a little bit of a color difference, and they want three hundred dollars for it. That's and that was what got me yeah. with that. So that's what brought me on as that's what got me out of my mindset initially of like I'm not sure that this makes sense. That's what switched me up. That's why I keep telling me like the line guy thing got me. Like you yep. got me because I cannot believe that someone was like the T wing idea is so cool. It but is. you can't just make a different one? Like, how hard is that? Like, everyone yeah, else is copying else every it. single bait cast. You can buy the same one for 150 bucks. Yeah. Like, that's with a different name, a different grip, and but it's a bait cast. A bait cast is a bait cast. A size 100, 150, whatever. They're all the same. Yeah. And it's like, you guys did something. You took something that was unique. I think, like, we'll make it our own version of it. You're talking yeah. about technology and competition, breeding the best possible products. Someone else is going to now two years from now, have their version of that line guide that will happen. Then another one will come and another one will come and they will get better progressively and they will get cheaper progressively. Same thing goes with technology. And I think that's where I want to take the conversation because you guys have done something. You guys put out, honestly, what I thought was pretty, pretty polished product. We said it, it was like, there were no issues. There's like almost no lag. It was fast. It was clean. I was really impressed by that. But now someone, the bar set kind of high. So if someone else wants to come and do one, they're going to have to come up with something better or else they're going to have a more expensive version of what you already made. So the next one's got to be like, Hey, now maybe now you don't have to put as much information in. Maybe now you can just say it. Oh, this is my blah, blah, blah. And, and it's going to populate that for you. And it takes a piece of workout then, or maybe the GPS technology is faster or has a broader net. I'm just making stuff up. I have no idea, but and maybe this is Caskings 2.0. You see what I'm saying though, but you already made the point now that it's out there. Someone's going to want to beat you. Yes. And someone's going to change it and someone's going to make it better. And then you guys are going to have to beat yourselves and or them. Right. And you're going to have to make version 3.0. That's how we get to where we are today from the knuckle busters of the 50s. That's how we got. That's how we got the T wing. That's how we got the DWS system. So it's like, I, it, it seems counterintuitive to be upset about somebody seeing something and then just going ahead and iterating off of that. It seems weird to be upset about that when you're so happy with what you have, which is exactly how we got where we are. Absolutely. And and with us pushing the limit and us being the first to have that, because a lot of people came out, oh, compared to other smart reels, Casking did about a fair job. And then that's where we're jumping in. We're like, 
oh, wow, we didn't know there was other on the market. We thought we were the first ones. Yeah, <laughs> and we're right. going to jump in and be like, we're the only true smart reel on the market, period. And other right. than media, your guys, uh, no one on the outside has even used this reel. So it's just funny when they kind of say, oh, it sucks compared to this reel. It's like, you haven't seen either one of the reels. So you haven't tried it. Yeah, haven't even no tried idea. it. Uh, and where do we go from here, right? Where do we go from here? Maybe to the point to where the reel communicates with your forward-facing sonar. You know what I mean? When it's So it'll put exactly where I'm at, where I caught that fish, capture all that data and those analytics. This if, someone, oh my, if you could make it where somehow, I don't really care how it gets done, if you were paired up with your... I didn't even think about this. If you were paired up with your front, with your front, with your sonar unit, I can't tell you how painstakingly annoying it is, even though it's one button, to drop a marker on your fish finder. I don't do it so often because as a kayak angler, it's, it's different. a thing that I have to do. Positioning it's not wise. the same as a boat angler, but when you're in the front of the boat, it's like being at the front of the boat. You're I bet a bunch of people down, don't. I bet a bunch of people yeah. do not put markers down for mm -hmm. like grass patch if you could they need do a that, foot button if you could do that via voice control that would be freaking unreal bro look at icast 2024 casking's gonna have it like voice controlled and then i'm gonna Dang. come out with a new a new foot button for your gps plotters so you guys can just poke it with your toes i got we're, so we're already working on our third iteration we're so i mean just look at casking ourselves of what we've done we were only 10 years old and we went from an absolute Amazon joke, right, to now we're a problem in the industry. So we have to continuously, like you said, not only is everyone playing catch up now trying to beat us, but we have to continuously beat ourselves. We have to keep at. So where's, like I said, where's the next iteration? Talking with forward-facing sonar. If Garmin, Lawrence, whoever doesn't want to play ball, then, you know, we have the technology to make our own. If I, like with the fishing IQ okay. sunglasses, we, yeah. you know, will this become a heads up display? What did I tell everyone? Not yet. All right. Cause that's what already the reiterations that we're working on. We talk about heads up display. That's, that's fighter jet technology, you know? Yeah. Um, as long as we don't have to wear ski goggles, like the new Apple. <laughs> if I have to wear the Google headset, I'm out. Sorry. I'm so, out. <laughs> Paul, Paul made a point uh, on the chat that I connect with. Hmm. I do feel like there's a line. I don't know where that line is. I think I know where that line is, but I don't know where that line is. But Paul said, just have the live scope, tell the reel where to stop the cast so it lands in front of the fish. And I don't know whether he's being serious or not, but if he's being sarcastic, which I appreciate because I'm a sarcastic guy myself. Yeah, you're rude. If, but we're, when, you, when you think about the idea, right, of like, well, okay, you found the fish on the screen, now throw it out there and drop it in front of it, and then, you know, maybe it bites it. I'm like, oh, that crossed the line for me. That crossed the line for me because in the fish with the reel with with the yeah the fish caddy was the joke we made earlier. <laughs> what what I where I draw the line, right? It's mm -hmm. gray and this is not perfect. But when the reel is doing something for you, uh, that you couldn't do for yourself, right? So the nice no thing DC about live scope, the either. nice thing about live scope, it's just an information giver to you. You yeah. have more information than someone else who doesn't have that. So yes, to some people it feels like cheating, but to you, you're just like, 
I'm just, I have the best current version of sonar. Like, this is great. I know where the fish is. And I know if I cast it in the right spot or not. And I know if I spooked them all. I know if there's a pike that ran in and, and I can watch it on my crappie. Like fish. you, yeah. you, you're seeing all that stuff live. And you're like, well, next spot. Or hey, there, there's. I see the big crappie. I can, I can go snag the satellite crappie instead of all the little guys out here. To you as the angler, it didn't do anything for you. It just gave you more information for you to execute against. This thing that he, that Paul in the chat described. That's the technology fishing for you. I would definitely draw the line there. That would be something that I would say technology is actually hurting us as anglers because it's not just assisting us. It's actually doing some of the fishing. That I don't is, know. I, it's an interesting take. And also my favorite part about your whole take was that you, you said Paul in chat, not me, another Paul. I thought you were third personing it. And I thought no. we were going to. I thought you were going to be a problem. In this just plain Paul. And he said 100% <laughs> sarcastic. So I love him for it. This is not wow. a dig, you guys. Like, okay, this is another thing I need to say before we continue. Uh, B. Dooley said this in the chat. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So if you're one of these people who's like, look, I don't want technology in my fishing. I'm like, dope. You don't have to get it. it, it even Dope. Great. <laughs> Dude, 10,000. Like, I respect the fly fishing guy who's like, I got my three weight and I'm going to go catch a shark with it. I have so much appreciation for what it is that you do and how you fish. If that's how you enjoy fishing, that is how you should fish. On the same token, if someone's like, dude, I love having the eye reel. It's so fun. I enjoy it. It helps me catch fish and I stay outside and I fish more because of it. I'm like, that's so great. I love that that helps you and it makes you happy. You should just do that. There shouldn't be this like, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. But that should not be the discussion that we're having. The discussion no, the that we're... Yeah, sure. I don't think that should be the discussion point. That's just me personally. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And I also think that, you know, something like this reel, the data that you're getting back is just like a faster version of an old man writing in his notebook. I mean, Paul, like, you know, you basically, you take Literally notes, you're me. like, yeah, he did it. I actually did it too. Uh, for years. For, yeah, for early on, you know, I just, I wanted to, I got into fishing late in my life. So it was like, I want to get rapidly better at this. So I, I, you know, Paul told me he was writing in a notebook. I was like, oh, I could do that. So I was like, well, okay, you shouldn't, let's, you shouldn't let's do that. Write in a notebook. You should be using a chisel on a stone tablet. Exactly. Exactly. Like I would have to, I take, I have one rock, right? <laughs> the rock is on at the launch. So I have to go back to the launch every time I catch fish. And I'm just like, that, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, De yeah. Burley, one of our um, illustrious uh, Snorlax crew members, um, said this is a, a comment. I love this comment. This is great. Take the tech out of this reel. So by, by tech, we're gonna say disregard the tech, not take it out. But like, let's disregard the benefits of the new technology, right? We're saying, got it, great. Let's set that aside for a second. I bought Cast King before with mixed results. Warranty question mark for the price. Us broke dads had to justify the cost, B bro. I'm here for you. <laughs> that is me, my guy. Uh, love the idea. Uh, and then he says, I'm out. So um, I would like to answer this question, but I would like Jose to answer this question. And then I want Jeff to answer the question too, because I think this is really important. And I, I just want to hear your take. It's a great question. No, it's absolutely a great question. And, you know, uh, and I'll be 100% honest. I'll always be honest. If you buy a $30 reel, a lot of times I'm not 100% sure what people expect out of that. You know what I mean? I do. I do. But then sometimes people buy a, a $29 Brutus. And they're like, oh, it's horrible. I'm just going to buy a Metanium. They're $400 <laughs> versus $30, right? <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. comparable. Oh, really? There's, no, there's nothing in between. 
And so that's why when someone, even with you guys, I was like, like if you really want to give casting a shot, you need to buy the Mega Jaws Elite. You know what I mean? $129. There's not a single reel that's going to touch that at $129. Uh, what is this reel comparable to? Absolutely none of our reels. Um, none of our reels have the T-Wing. Uh, this one already comes with ceramic bearings in it. Oh, nice. This reel is not like any of our reels. Explain Even, the electro electroplated real quick. I thought this was, again, something that I put it in the video. And it, the one you guys will see. And it's just, it will go completely unnoticed. I'm a supply chain guy. So I respect the hell out of this. All right. So the electroplating, uh, we have the Antares. Not we. Shimano has the Antares. That's electroplated. But it's full aluminum. We have a full one-piece aluminum frame. But the side plates are actually carbon fiber. So we are the first to electroplate carbon fiber. So even this thing, whole thing is electroplated. It is only 6.9 ounces. And I apologize for interrupting. What I what what gets missed in this whole thing is, is in the engineering. What the casking team did was say, we know this is a larger profile reel. How do we execute against the design, hit your price point, and keep the weight down? And they did all of it in the electroplate with with the original design intent i cannot express to you as somebody again i work at supply chain i know how hard it is to balance all those factors and to do it on a platform they didn't just go to a factory and be like uh i would like to order the electroplated carbon fiber set please that didn't happen because it didn't exist so like i want people to it's again it's so hard to explain the value of that i just love that you guys did that to me i respect that i understand how complex that is you deserve kudos for it Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, when you talk about the supply chain issues and finding the right distributors and, and this and that and that, when you think of in-house, you only really think about Daiwa and Shimano. Everyone else's stuff is made in the same factories, whether it's Banex or Doyo in Korea or the mini that's in Shenzhen and, and all the other factories in China. Literally, I hate it when someone says, well, I hate Casking because it's I only use this brand. It's like, right. OK, there are three aisles away from us where they're made <laughs> two bays that way <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like yep. okay okay you only like that other brand guess what they're next door in the same facility yeah uh but what we did was we have our own development now we have our own factory that's how we're able to push the envelope and come out with stuff that is not ots when i say ots i mean off, uh, off the shelf because that's what right. our used to be right the, the original royal legend the assassin the stealth were our first three bait casters i believe and those I were <laughs> off the shelf. And they did all right. They were okay. But as we push now, now people are like, oh, wow. They even, even in the A and B version, right? They're like, I don't understand that braking system. Yeah, because it's not in any other reel. It's our braking system. Oh, I can't believe you guys have a magnesium reel. I mean, that's something that just we are able to do in a frame that no one else has. And I understand people saying the price, right? It ain't, there's no casking world no. worth 349. I thought it was affordable innovation. Still, if you were to go line by line and go everything that this reel has versus what a comparable reel would cost from another company, uh, I'd still say that that's pretty affordable for what you're getting, you know? Sure. But a lot of times people will want everything that the iReel has for 49 bucks. And that's just impossible. Impossible. And they, I mean, Today. and oh, that I'm not for sorry, a long, that, that I'm certain. Yeah. I'm certain that's going to be on a certain website, and I believe that website's called Timu. Okay. 
Because it uh, definitely will be. <laughs> like, it'll, be seven bucks. it'll be seven it's bucks. Like, it'll be yeah. It'll be seven ninety seven with a hundred percent discount. <laughs> and like, but not shipping that song. is five hundred dollars. See you in not two weeks. The the Maytel Master. Um, so the worst movie of all time is the Maytel Master from Team. Uh, it was absolute garbage. So Debrilli, I think that answers your question though. We talked about what is the comparable real quality, right? You're getting the line guide which is very high quality. You are getting this electroplated custom design reel in, in a casking factory that is not off the shelf. You're getting, we just talked about the bearings, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I would say yes. It's still a $350 reel, so it's not free. So no one's right. saying that it's inexpensive, by the way. But hopefully that answers your question. And I will say, and, and Jose got to this, my perception of casking was the 2018 perception of casking walking up to the booth. This year, I don't fish casking very much at all. And I haven't for years yep. because of what we talked about before, being like the the AliExpress casking. Having gone to the booth, I cannot, I, the, you guys got me, I told, I said this earlier, you got me with the ultralight, the BFS, mm -hmm. uh, Kestrel rod. I do have the, actually, it's, it's the Kestrel Elite Reel that got me. That frame is unbelievably cool. Uh, very well designed, and there's nothing else like it. I mean, there's a lot of great BFS reels. There's not a lot like that reel. And so I, I was very hooked. And then when I saw what we've talked about today, my mind has switched. And knowing what I know about the company and seeing what I've seen for the last, I'll say two years. Can I say two mm -hmm. years? The I last two years completely two years. 180 me. And I'm not like the... I, they want to know me. I'm, I'm old man Paul. I'm not <laughs> yes. easily out of my curmudgeon. You can't get out of the cave once you're in it. But they're out. So you guys are out of the cave for me. And uh, I I was very impressed. So um, I, I got to think. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. I got to second that. And, and I'll say even you mentioned like 2018 casking, whatever, even further back than that. Right. So I had the stealth two, like the second one or whatever. I've done the Royal Legend. Like I've done all that stuff. And, you know, the old old school, like the stealth, I got it when it was OG OG. I had to I had to put that thing out of its misery. I smashed it with a hammer. I was like, I'm so done with this reel. Like goodbye from my life. Uh, we did a reel test, and it was it. it I just threw it in the mix because we didn't have a lot of reels at the time. This was like early on in the channel, and we were like, this thing is the absolute worst. And then you know, 2021, you guys had a booth. Your booth was much smaller. It's also very orange, and it wasn't nearly as high tech. And then this year, seeing the booth. I was like, okay, like, and we'd been talking about it up to this point because we've been seeing the MGLs and the 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 Kestrels and all that. I was like, what is casking doing, bro? Like, this is this isn't the casking I expected to hate. Like, what's going on? So that was very interesting to me. Uh, and like I said, I second Paul on that. It, it's it's done a one eighty in my mind as well. So I think you guys are doing some really cool stuff lately, for sure. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And it's hard. It's hard to get away from that original. Because people still have that perception of us. So trying to break that mold, trying to show we're available. And, you know, it is what it is. No one's ever going to fully accept, you know, accept uh, what casting is doing. But you guys saw at the show, the industry is completely focused on what we're doing, following what us, what we are doing. There's companies having, how do we stop casting meetings? Oh, no, it's means frozen. Uh, are we back? <laughs> All right. Wait, hold on. All right. No, Jose does not have to restart. He has to restart what he was saying. Oh, <laughs> my I lost, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to respect what you're doing, but the industry is watching casting, yeah, the, and they're, the having they're having the stop casting meetings. I'm going to sit on one of those meetings where they're like, 
stop it. We gotta make it real. A better one. Like, how's that different from your regular meeting? <laughs> Uh, it's just because it comes down to competition and, yeah. you know, what we have available at the prices. And the marketing has done an incredible job, the marketing uh, team of, of trying to change the way we look. Like you said, it was very, used to be very orange, very uh, Halloween-esque. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so sick yeah. of all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. Yeah, I think, I think it, 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 the, change oh, has been, the change has been extremely refreshing. Uh, for sure, because yeah, I'm with you. The whole orange thing, I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, every time I saw a casking thing, you said like Amazon trash way back in the day, and I was like, I, I told, I know exactly what he's talking about. I would see casking anything, and I'd be like, nope, get me out, get me out of here. And, and like, uh, what's the other one, Paul? They've reached out to us a bunch. Runkle, like, is another one. They've, they've thrown us reels and stuff. They're same thing, like, just, uh, you know, basic reels yeah, from the, overseas. The bottom and, of the uh, shelf. Yeah, like Amazon stuff. So yeah, question. So we had two questions roll in. I, we're gonna all answer the question: Is technology ruining fishing? After these two questions, uh, so one of them was: Is there a warranty on the reef? But I uh, know with yep. warranty, it's one year warranty, just like with all casking products. And if anyone has ever dealt with our warranty, our customer service, uh, it's it's top notch. I mean, it is a hundred percent top notch. We have a customer relations specialist, and that is, I mean, they are on his behind. If we're getting yep. negative reviews, negative comments, uh, people, if if something is talked about or warranted a single issue multiple times, then he has to answer for it and, and our engineers have to answer for it and our quality control has to answer yep. for all that. So it's it's pretty intense and, you know, it, it's, but anyone that's dealt with warranty issues from casting there's never anything negative released. I mean, of course, you can't ever make everyone happy, but uh, right. I mean, you, you can try. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, Paul made it. Yay! I'm over here trying to get you guys back on to freaking. It's insane. Anyways, we're back. Well, Sorry is, about that, everybody. If we went back to Discord, I know. we'd have to start a new stream, anyways. <laughs> I'm I like, I don't want to do three new streams for this one stream. I feel really bad. We were on a solid roll. So we got, it sounds like we got the warranty question answered. Mm -hmm. And I totally understand it. Like you're buying the yep. first of its kind. I expect there to be some trepidation. There really should be. If there's not, I would, I'd be like, okay, we got to be a little bit, not skeptical, but like you got to be a little bit like right. leery at least. Like the back of your mind, like, what is this? I totally respect that. Um, but I will say, guys, watch the video. The tech was absolutely seamless. That impressed me. I was impressed. Um, I was impressed. There's it. It was solid. We'll put out some more. I'll, I can't wait for you guys to see the video on Friday. I showed you like the short version, and all of our shorts are a minute or under. It's really hard to take a 15 minute on the water, 20 minutes on the water, and condense it to like two one minute videos. So you guys get like the seven minute version of us casting it, and then uh, some of the details. From Jose, so I'm really excited for you guys to see that video. You should go check it out. It'll kind of give you a better idea of the reel. And at the end of the day, it's the same thing. It's the same question with any $350. Mm -hmm. Like if you're gonna go buy an Alder Baron, do you know if it's that good until you actually get one? Everyone says it's good. Like it freaking better right. be. It's 500 bucks. But like until you get one, like I don't know. Until you actually hold the reel, it's that, that that's nice. I don't know if you're not ever gonna know that it's worth it. So this is what it is. Yeah. 
it, it's the real i mean every market right so we held a the poison from that shimano right the, oh. the eight, 800 plus dollar rod 900 like, rod it's a thousand bucks basically yeah there's 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 some insane stuff in the industry that is just like really high price so when you when you factor it in when you draw the average here like i i don't think this is a crazy price point especially for like all the stuff that you get for sure and then i would also encourage anybody who's had a warranty issue before like just reach out to somebody on the team tag them on Instagram, email them, call them, whatever. Like it sounds like, uh, from Jose and from what we've seen, a lot of things have changed. So, I mean, get the one year warranty. You gotta, you gotta yeah. live and die by it. It's on cast King to live up to it if you really need it. So again, I think you, I think you'll find out. Should yeah. we do? Okay. Let's all answer the question. To name of this, the name of the thing is technology ruining my fishing. podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. It booted us. It ruined everything. Techno I changed my, you know what, you guys, I was all positive this podcast. I've completely 180. I hate technology. But we're going to call nowhere. in. We're going to call in for the rest and you have to send mail and then we'll read your yep. mail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write letters and Paul's going to read them. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, Why not? So is technology, we'll go around the, we'll go around the yep. horn, so to speak. Jeff, is technology ruining fishing? My opinion, no. I think technology is only going to make fishing better. There will always be like some stuff where you're like, ah, I don't need that technology. Like not everybody needs forward-facing sonar. Is it really nice to have? Absolutely it is. I can tell you from firsthand experience. <laughs> it was really hard for me to pull the trigger on that too. Paul had to drag me kicking and screaming across the starting line for that one. Uh, but we eventually got there and I'm happy that we have it. I, I'm, I'm with Jose said this earlier on. It's like, imagine what it can do not only for the for the industry, but also for the sport in total. Like we're gonna learn so much more that we never would have known without technology. So I am on technology side for now. We'll see until the T one thousands come out. Uh, Jose, what's your thought? Uh, technology is here. It's not going anywhere. Yep. If you don't like, you guys said, if you don't like it, then don't use it. Are there times when I just like to go pond hopping with just the basic gear? Yeah, absolutely, and that is fun. But there are times when you want top quality, you want the best technologically advanced gear, and there's a time and a place for that. Especially if you're uh, if you if you got money on the line, or if you're a content creator and you got, you know, I got one hour to make enough content for this entire week. I need to make the most of my time. I can't sit here and just kind of put around looking for fish all day long. I gotta get some shots, yeah. get some video. So it's all about where are you at. If you're having fun, just out there with the cane pole, then do it. But at the same time, don't crap on the guy that's really trying to advance himself as an angler. So I see both sides, but technology is here to stay. You know, AI is going to be here in the fishing world soon, just like it's already in our everyday lives more than we even realize. And, um, you know, it, it's it's not ruining fishing. It's advancing fishing. And you're either yeah. going to get on the bus or get left behind. Yeah, 100%. Paul, you? Uh, well, before I answer, uh, DeBurley is back with another one. He says, it's not, Paul Glass, it's not ruining fishing. It's creating a gap between haves and have-nots due to cost, in my honest opinion. I think that's mm. actually a separate podcast. That, that is. is a marketing tactic that is not just fishing related. If you really, so oh, I have a degree in marketing. <laughs> I'm a dork. And I yeah. actually look at things like the average retail price for a lot of goods. So if you watch mature companies or mature industries, what you'll find is that it's not worth their time to make a lot of companies, it's not worth their time anymore to make a product that is a value. 
The United States economy and many other things have made that not a profitable business plan. So people start catering to the super rich because they actually make more money. That sucks. I don't like that. I totally agree with you. The mm. flip side of that is if you are pulling a cast king right now and you could do both, you can say, I can design you the best of the best. I can provide you a value. I can provide you with a $350 iReel. I can also provide you with a really solid value of 129 bucks. The Asagai, the rod we looked at, I, in my opinion, the tech specs on that reel, the one that I used, and what we see from the market, and Monster Best rods fit dead on into this. They're just a little more expensive. The 100 to $125 is the new $85 to $99 reel. And that Asagai has all the specs that you want and none of the ones that you don't want, in my personal opinion. That is the new standard. That's the new Silverado from Ducket, if you will. So I think you're hitting the mark there. But that is a whole other podcast. And it's a really, really good topic. And I'm glad you left that comment. You are a very insightful person. Uh, in my in my opinion, is technology ruining fishing? No. If you let it ruin fishing for you, you suck. <laughs> it doesn't have to ruin it. You don't need it. Don't use it. Don't let don't don't ruin your own fun. <laughs> Just don't let it ruin it for you. It's not that hard. Well, yeah, if, if you're not interested at all, don't let it ruin it, it for you. Andy, yeah. Andy Leonard points out the point that we, you were talking about with like the separation, like hitting the different classes, essentially. Fishing technology has ruined my bank account. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Sure, it certainly fair can. And, and also we see with technology, like over time, it becomes more affordable, right? Like as uh, we learn more about it, as we can improve the systems, as we can get yeah, some of the parts for for less. If we use better materials, like you see that with phones, computers, everything. Like you get so much more for seemingly a lot less down the road, right? So we, I would look forward to like future iterations of things like this, um, just like we all did the the iPhone. You guys remember when the three GS came out? Yeah. Kids, any anybody remember three GS? We were like, oh, finally, it's a phone <laughs> that does things because the one and two were useless. And then after the 3GS, it was like constantly just getting so 4G, much 5G, LTE, LTGBA, high T, X, C, everything else. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's an organization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an, I, that's not a cell phone. You're right. <laughs> DeBurley, want, DeBurley wants to know when we're starting our business podcast. De, DeBurley, I would have actually done that podcast and like five other ones if they didn't already yeah. exist. That's the only problem. And yeah, the, if I had time about in the day. Business podcasts is such more of a crowded space than even fishing it's, podcasts. It's hilarious. It's it such a, Think of any conjunction of words that sound businessy. There's a podcast for that. Yep. You need to stop. You need to create an LLC. And then it's under that LLC. Five episodes of that. Yeah, I got it. And then it's five episodes berating you for not making 20K a month. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> get you all gotta, You got to love that. Yep. So, no, um, they're not fun. <laughs> I want to do the giveaway. We're way past time, okay. especially with our total conspiracy shutdown mind. of our podcast that we got out around. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's do let's do the shmiv away. Now we don't have the screen and we don't have Chaws. So what? Oh my Jeff, God. I have yes. to remember how to do it. No, no. Now we can do time. it. Now we can do it uh, like we normally do it. What you can do the random in this in this technology. So we yeah. have another way to do it on Streamyard that we don't. With our version. You don't understand. I have to remember how to do that. <laughs> so. Well, 
while Jeff is doing while, that, oh, while I remember how to do it. While I remember how to do it, we're going to answer the first question. And then we'll do the rapid fire as the second one. So the first question, our slow rolling thunder, which is just right now, it's going to be a time suck while Jeff relearns how to do the giveaway. Every um, single time. The question is, did you ever sneak out of the house without your parents knowing about it when you were an adolescent? Um, no. Not once? I never snuck out. That is very impressive. In, ah. But I never snuck, snuck in. out. Well, I was, a, so I was the only child, so there wasn't any anyone else or any sounds or anything. They were up checking on it. Dogs oh, no. So, yeah, oh, no. I never snuck out. Jeff, did you ever sneak out of your house? So I actually did. Uh, probably, I don't know, a few times. Like, um, the yeah, in high school. How did you do it? How did you do it? So high school was the worst because in my room, I had one of those like half windows up high. Yes. And my next room over was my my mom and my stepdad. Oh, so God. it was like worst case scenario. And I had to slide <laughs> this thing out. And then on the other side, I mean, it was a one story ranch, but it was like a six foot drop into a bush. So I like climb out, fall into a bush. I had, I had stashed my my mongoose around the corner. So I hop on my mongoose. <laughs> I rode across town once to hang out with my buddies. And we actually ended up running into my dare officer who <laughs> no. promptly took us to the station to call some, but they were nice, someone's parents. So we called my buddies like step parents who didn't care at all if he lived or died. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. So they're no. like, we won't tell anyone. And then I like wandered home after that. Uh, and the other time was to meet up with my girlfriend now wife. Uh, so yeah, I was, her parents don't know. And they watch this podcast sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, the limitations has to be out. like, what kind of trouble are they going to get you in now? What, what are you going to do? I got, I gave you two beautiful grandchildren. <laughs> get out of town. <laughs> what if they oh, were like, man. yeah, we're not going to watch your grandchildren anymore. No, they would. Like, we're not going to talk to you though for at least five to 12 minutes and then we'll get over it. <laughs> it's all good. We'll see. <laughs> at any rate. Uh, did you figure out the giveaway? I did not. I have literally no clue. You guys, I, don't, <laughs> like, I cannot find this freaking thing. Well, ask it a, should be a button in the side. Jeff? I feel like maybe we didn't upgrade our plan. I don't know. Like chat. Ask a question. Yeah. We're going to do Jeff, it that way because I, literally cannot find it if you ask a so, question and they get the answer right and it's the first one that you see mm -hmm. they win all right so the question we're gonna ask should i ask our our last slow rolling thunder question like one of those trick answer at what spf are we on into big sunscreen <laughs> okay that's the question, you guys. What is the correct SPF? There is one answer, and the first one to get it is winning the gift card. That's how we're doing this. It's a number. So have, That's your Jose, So we have this concept called big sunscreen, uh -huh. where if you go over a certain close, close, number. Close, close. We got it. Hang on. All, who, did, who did it first? It's all fake. Yep. Exactly. That number. Uh -huh. According to me, Chaz, Chaz, you're in chat. You tell me if I'm correct. I think it's Joshua Simonson was it first is. to say the correct number, which is 35. <laughs> it is 
35 SPF. Anything Once after 35 SPF is big sunscreen territory. <laughs> They're just trying to sell you more SPF. We're, we're not advocating against sunscreen. Do not get that twisted. Some people get that twisted. No, you should wear some protection against your UV rays. Protect your skin. Skin cancer is a real thing, okay? Please don't Look get melanoma. Me. Look that at me. That said, that said, 35 is the correct number. <laughs> That's right. Brandon House says fake news. <laughs> Hashtag burn big sunscreen, Rocket Blades. You get it. A shirt that we never made that I still really want to make. So uh, I'm in. congrats goes to Joshua Simonson. And you've we, we've we seen have this stuff before. So I think I have. Your, he says 35 and up is BS SPF. <laughs> <laughs> uh so give me your info bro uh i think we already have it so i'll, I'll check with Chaz and we'll figure that out um so the last roll of questions i think we send jose out with uh, i'm good should be the the old standard so we used to do yes. this on the burly fishing podcast every single slow rolling thunder was the same like four or five questions and it's like a this or that right so I'm going to run you through, and this is also no pressure, how we decide if we like a person or not, like <laughs> as, as a human being. <laughs> so no, no pressure whatsoever. Just for funsies, uh, here's your rapid fire. So we just, we gave you the answer for SPF. I'm still going to ask you what your opinion is on it, but yeah, put that one down. Uh, I like that one too. Paul's writing an extra one. So the first one is this, with your sun shirt right on on the topic of sunscreen sun protection with your you know your fishing shirt you wear a sun shirt i'm not talking button-ups i'm talking the pullovers do you rock a hood or not a hood i rock a hood just because that's all that i currently have i did see the ones disregard the second part paul doesn't matter What if what if if there was a hood Just option and no I hood have. option of the same shirt, which one would you select based oh, on your preference? Nah. Uh, I guess there's more options than that because I mean I'd select the one with the hood. Now the ones with the neck gator built in neck gator, I think that's too much. I don't like it, like especially when it's hot. I don't like it all over my neck. But certain brands, enough. certain brands are like strangling you. Yeah, like I have an Afco. Afco. I cannot wear the Afco at all. This is why I'm never gonna. This is it's never gonna pan out with anybody. I'm never gonna get a kayak, and everyone's gonna think that I'm a jerk because I don't like Afco strangle hoodies. Okay, Crocs (laughs) or flip flops or what's your standard footwear for a just a day of fishing? Oh my! Well, my standard. I guess it depends on the type of fishing. If I'm going on the kayak, then I prefer like a water shoe type of. Fair enough. What, what kind of water on? shoe? Yeah, what's your water shoe? I don't know, like the, I don't know, whatever was on Amazon that fits well and does. Fair the, enough. There's no no certain brand. If Got I'm it. going uh, pond hopping, then I'll wear those uh, hook, those you know, oh, the the boots. deck boots. Yeah, yeah. I think those are awesome, especially since they're waterproof and you step yep. on types of crap. But if it comes down to flip flops or Crocs, sometimes I like Crocs, sometimes, but I prefer flip flops. You're simply, uh, simply because we're... they float. Fly, yeah. There's so a lot of reasons why like Crocs. Then... Yeah. Okay, you're on thin they, ice. They don't provide a lot of support. <laughs> He's on that. thin ice with you. You're on thin ice. <laughs> he All said right, woods, baby. He said not Crocs. What app? Yeah, well, I can survive that. I like flip flops too. <laughs> what app gets the most use on your phone? But it can't be music. Well, what do we say? It can't be. It can't be music. And it can't be like texting. Is yeah, there, not, is there any other ones? Voice, text, email, or music. email or work related. Not work None of that related. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. like, other than those types of apps, 
What app gets the most use on your phone? Uh, Instagram, probably. Fair enough. Hard to get away from it when you Hard. do call that work or not work, though. That's, that's a good that point. The question that we have. That's a good it. point. That is oh, work. Man, that is a good. Yeah. So you take out TikTok, take out Instagram. No socials. No Facebook. No YouTube. Ooh, you have YouTube we got promo. him. We got him. Now he's got a thing. <laughs> We've cornered him. <laughs> Probably Call of Duty Mobile. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. All right. I've you know, actually, I, I do really like well on mobile because I found out it's mainly like 10-year-olds, you know? <laughs> it's just wrecking. It's just wrecking these little kids. I, if I get on console or PC, I get I get wrecked myself. You know, I'm just total noob over here. But, you know, when I'm like, my son's friends are like, oh, yeah, I like to play. And I'm like, oh, well. Just like go right your mom again. and your boy, bow, bow, bow. Just, you know, just nail it. Oh, my God. That's good. Just crushing <laughs> hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Find a new job, kid. All right. Last wait, wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. On, oh. that, on that note real quick. Yeah. Have you guys seen the Chappelle show sketch? Where he goes and visits the kid who's dying of cancer, and he plays street ball, oh, yeah. a street ball video game with him, and he just wrecks him, and the kid dies, and he revives him, and then he gets him again. Him again. <laughs> that was so good. That was classic. He was ahead of his time. He was definitely oh, ahead of oh, his for time. sure, way ahead. There are so many since. Okay, all right. Last one. It's a two-parter. Oof. Favorite gas station beverage Ooh. and food item. Oh gosh! I know it's tough. So many good options. There is because I mean, if I say Bucky's, you know, but not well, what, what's the food item? We know Bucky's. We've had be... this gas station. We've been to them. Foods all. are okay. a big, yep. a big topic on this podcast, especially the, the old bottom. Podcast. It's the bottom of the food pyramid for us. Like, yeah, this up. is the baseline. <laughs> this is where this is fueling pretty much my entire life. So we're familiar. So Bucky's, we understand it's a breath of assortment. You get everything from like, yeah. you know. Gas station gummy worms, all the way up to like a steak dinner. We get it. Oh, their their jalapeno cheese kolache is absolutely <laughs> fire. Oh that that is that is it. Don't mind me saying it. A bougie answer. That, that but is. I'm but, here for that bougie. But if they had it, you're telling me you wouldn't buy that. I would for sure. Yeah, buy it. it is. All right, it, it's beverage. like the oh. least expected thing out of a gas station. Perfect. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, beverage. Uh, probably a you know. A half and half tea, you know. Oh no, no, sorry. Mainly unsweet with a splash of sweetening. So <laughs> that's it. D- that combo though is de- <laughs> Tuli goes beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a deadly combo. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, that that's a definite. If we're in Texas, yep. and that's Good that's call. a must stop. That's a must stop. I like it. Good answers overall. Crocs is a little off, but the rest I'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> This, Jeff, this, we, this sounds like a time. Corn <laughs> dog, dog and a monster. And a monster. <laughs> Done it before. I'll probably do it again. I, I like personally Slurpee and a Slim Jim is the alliteration for me. Like the Slurpee, Slurpee and a Slim Jim. Jim. That's pretty Someone long. said Case, Slurpee Casey's Slim? Pizza and a Monster. That is a hard second. Got to be Chaz, second. right? It's got to be Chaz. Oh, Julie. You got Julie. Good call. Monster oh, Rocka, the jerky DP. <laughs> Are we saying Dr. Pepper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> Joshua, something goes, how much beer, though? <laughs> Fair I enough. mean, depends on if I'm going on a, a canoe trip with my buddies. I don't know. It could be oh, all God. the beer. <laughs> all right. That gas station's in trouble. So we, um, we, we covered the essentials. Yep, we answered so. the question of the day. 
We talked to iReal. I think we answered all the major questions. I don't, we probably missed one or two, but I think we hit all the big ones. Anything we missed, guys? Anything we need to, to recover? Jose, anything else you want to say on the on the show before we finally cut you free? I think Jose should shout out where people can find him. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, you know, uh, Bane Bougie on Instagram is where I'm most active. Uh, why? I don't know. I guess I'm lazy to do posts on the on. I, I haven't posted on YouTube in 2016, 2017, something like that. But anyways, uh, I'm most active on yep. Instagram. Uh, I, I wasn't posting for a long time because I was kind of working. But IG is where I'm at. Uh, glad that you guys had me. You know, I, I thought with all the Nedrick jokes that I make, I wouldn't be uh, about to be banned from this podcast. You're not the only one. We, we get hammered about the Nedrick. No, <laughs> and I want to face it right here. Look, I throw a Nedrick. I am big on the finesse stuff. They're just jokes, people. You can't laugh <laughs> at yourself. Then you do have no business laughing at any jokes. The real exactly. test. The real test is if we send you a Nedrick nurture, are you going to wear it? I would absolutely mm. wear it, and I would tag famous fishermen in every single post that I'm wearing. Done deal. It's going on my list, which means it gets oh, done. Okay. All so right. I, a, I throw <laughs> right. the Ned very differently. I throw it only on an EWG, or I throw it in a Micro Texas rig. How do you guys throw it, Jeff? So the Micro Texas is my new favorite. Yes, dude, it's so good. Yes. Like we we've done the tiny child rig as well, which is just where you put a nail weight yeah, in it and rig it upside down, uh, which is great when you're in the brush. But that Micro Texas, to me, that's how I fished. Uh, we started pouring our own plastics, and like the first iteration we did came out funky but kind of cool. And I Micro Texas that, and I started catching them on it. So. Big fan of that. And on BFS, I've been micro Texas rigging the micro TRD from Z-Man. And that is bonkers. When they won't bite, they bite that. I guarantee it. Uh, so I got like a micro, we call it the shark deuce, but it's their copper truce color. So been rocking that a lot. Um, it's, I don't know, it's up there. I've also been doing open hook netting, Paul. And I bet that you're going to be so proud of me because um, I used to be like, Nedlocks, the EWG Neds only, like purist. That's all I, or not anti-purist. Like that's what I was. <laughs> and now I'm going back. I'm like open hook. I've been throwing it a lot. I love, <laughs> I like the open hook and I'm usually one weight below where you probably should be lately. Um, so fall. Yeah. yeah. I've been off bottom contact quite a bit with the old Ned rig. So that's why I like the light Texas right now. Cause it's yeah. such with a one sixteen uh, ounce, like Texas weight on a BFS. It's it falls so, so slow, especially for a Z man. Tungsten. That's exactly what I use. That yeah. Yeah. So it's just that beautiful slow fall and I'm getting bites left and right, man. I can go to like the most, uh, my, my in-laws got a tiny house on a campground and they have the most pressured little like ponds with the fountains and stuff. Uh, which I'm sure you fished a, a, a ton at some point, if not currently, but like everybody's bank fishing, you know what I'm talking about. Extremely pressured, could not catch a darn thing for the life of me. Everything I threw, nothing was working. And then I threw out that micro Texas and it changed the day. So yeah, hundred percent. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Two watt, you can get away with that. And then if you're doing the micro TRD, that's why I like the, uh, for BFS, I've been using the Ryugi. I think it's the Infini, the Hobbit hook, the Hobbit, which is baby. like, it's a number six EWG is <laughs> microscopic. What a rig, discovery. You can rig anything on it. Uh, those things are insane. But if you're doing like a full-size net, like two watts, great. I use the Gamakatsu two watts all the time. Um, all right. So, Jose, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thanks for bearing with us through the uh, the power outage. I can't believe our own wizard, right, lost power. <laughs> which is yeah, not... 
I can't believe how dare you, Josh? I'm kidding. <laughs> so one out of like, 170. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta mess up sometimes. Like, uh, I, I'm happy we're able to hop over on StreamYard and keep this thing going. So uh thank you to you for being on the show. Thanks to all the nerds for hanging out with us and the vast majority of you for coming over from the last stream to, to this one. And thanks to technology, which was surely a conspiracy with Daiwa and Shimano probably trying to take <laughs> us out. I don't, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, so we'll be back again live next Wednesday, as always. Same place, same time. And we have a members only live. What we had to do is we took some family time last week. I apologize, you guys. We put out some members only content. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, I accidentally posted one publicly for about one hour. And, you know, surprisingly enough, got a bunch of random comments. And I was like, oh, no, this is wrong. So I made it members only. But put out two this weekend. You guys can go check that out. And then members only live. What did we decide eight, on? Eight, eight. Tuesday, eight, eight. August 8th, I believe. Correct. That is correct. So August 8th, it's a Tuesday. We will be here 8.15 p.m. Eastern. So come to that one because we're going to add some extras to a schmiveaway just for you members. We Mega schmiveaway. I mean, we got to make up for the missed month. So yeah. other than that, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and Jose tonight. Hopefully... Uh, you're, I mean, maybe you made up your mind. I hate technology. I don't hate technology. At the end of the day, fish the way you want to fish. Let everybody else fish the way they want to fish. We love you guys. And we'll be back live again next week. Chaz, take us out. Can you do that from chat? <laughs> I mean, I guess I have you to, have do, to it. do it. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah.